Buy, sell, hold for running backs. Here we go. Chance towards the end zone, and it is caught. Eight off here. Chubb. Down inside. The silent counts. He bails out of the pocket there. And oh, Josh Hallers. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the JWB Dynasty Digest, where we give you consumable dynasty perspective. He's Skyler. I'm Wyatt. And today we're joined by a member of the JWB team, our boy, Jake. You can find on Twitter at Perry underscore FF. Jake, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you guys for having me on again. I appreciate it. Of course. Now we're going to be doing some buy, sell, hold, like I said, for some running backs today. But before we get there, as always, for our <laughs> guests, a little would you rather question for them. Jake, are you ready? I am ready. Let's do it. Okay, now, Jake, you're a bit of a gamer, I would say, yeah? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> so, would you rather create your own video games or play <laughs> video games professionally? Ooh. That's tough. I'm a competitor, so I think I'd rather do it professionally. Like, I, that was my dream for a long time was to do it professionally. It wasn't good enough, obviously. That's why I'm <laughs> sitting here today writing fantasy football articles and doing podcasts. But, um, yeah, I think I'd rather play professionally, just the competitive aspect. Plus, if I could choose the game, too, like, I think it'd be super cool. Or if I could just, like, just say I'm a professional in X, Y, or Z game at any point, I think that'd be awesome. And I'm just not as creative as I'd like to be when it comes to, like, map design and stuff like that. Sure. So I'd probably, I'd make a game that I would like that probably everybody else would hate. <laughs> Follow-up question. Uh, what game would you be a professional in, given the opportunity? Uh, the money makes me want to say Fortnite, because the money in that game was crazy. But realistically, uh, probably either Counter-Strike, Global Offensive, or Apex Legends. Okay. All right. Love to hear it. Now, let's move in. Talk to some running backs. Three running backs who I would say kind of disappointments. Our first running back, Josh Jacobs. Now, he's basically averaged around 15 points per game every year that he's been in the NFL, uh, which has essentially been an RB2 in points per game, a high-end RB2 in points per game. It was 14.7 as a rookie, then 15.4 and 15.1 last year. He, but he wasn't really involved in, as a receiver until last year, which was a little bit weird because he wasn't involved at all. Then all of a sudden, he was one of the leaders at targets for running backs. Now we have Josh McDaniels coming to the offense and coaching the offense to the team. And we've seen McDaniels have a multi-back system before. He almost <clears throat> always has a back who specializes in the receiving department. I'm a little bit worried for about Josh Jacobs with that. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you. Definitely worried. It's clear they don't want him to be the pass catcher, right? They brought in Kenyon Drake previously to be the pass catching back. This year they brought in not just one, but two pass catching backs and Brandon Bolden and Amir Abdullah, who, both of whom had pass catching roles in the past. Uh, Bolden kind of taking over that James White role in New England and Amir Abdullah being the main pass catching back last year when CMC went down. And really that's the only thing that even made Josh Jacobs somewhat fantasy relevant this year was the fact that he was fifth amongst running backs in terms of receptions uh you know 11th in target share and i just don't see any of that repeating he's a sell to me if you can get the value for him just because i'm not confident that he's going to continue to get the pass catching work that he so desperately needs yeah and i think there are plenty of people out there who still believe uh josh jacobs is a high-end 
running back or, you know, can reproduce uh, his points per game that he's been having because they think uh, this is going to be a really good offense. Devontae Adams is there, makes the offense better, means score, more scoring opportunities, which, you know, I can I can buy that argument. I get it. I, I'm not quite there yet. Skyler, what about you? Um, <clears throat> yeah, of course, if I can sell Jacobs for – um, either a late a late first worth of value or for wide receivers um, kind of within the top – any top 30 wide receivers, probably what I'd be looking to target. I'm not really comfortable taking Jacobs until maybe like the eighth round of a startup in Superflex. Really once that tier wide receivers like Brandon Ayuk, Darnell Mooney, uh, Juju, Hollywood, once those guys start to go, I'll, I'll consider taking him in that like Mike Williams like – 201 202 kind of range um you see jacobs the jacobs not being reliable in the past game is probably why Kenyon drake isn't completely useless um mm-hmm. if you can add him as a throw on into any kind of trade i i really don't hate it because as you said mcdaniel kind of likes that split and and I mean, drake i think that role is kind of up for grabs still i'd be very surprised if they expected jacobs to uh catch a lot of passes last year he showed a lot of signs of starting to break down um and with how violent he is as a runner i don't see that necessarily changing i think that could be more to come for for jacobs uh because he's he's kind of been banged up his whole career so i I mean i will buy him if it's if somebody is just looking to move on right Mm -hmm. if it's cheaper than that like if it's a mid-second i mean it's a no-brainer but uh, I'll definitely be selling or avoiding him at the prices that uh, I mentioned earlier. Kenyon Drake is an interesting name too, because I bet he really is uh, worth essentially nothing on the market. Um, coming off the ankle injury, I imagine people aren't that interested in Kenyon Drake right now. Jake, do you have any thoughts on Kenyon Drake? Yeah, I mean he he's definitely like he's the the clear guy to target in that backfield um, at, at cost, right? I recently did a, a startup where he was off. He came off the board in like the twenty first round. Like he's just an insane value in that range. And if anything happens to Josh Jacob, he's the only running back on that roster currently that has any real proficiency rushing, right? Amir, Amir Abdullah is not a, a running back per se. He's a pass catching back. Brandon Bolden, same kind of thing. Like these aren't guys who are known for, for playing a predominant rushing role. Whereas Kenyon Drake, we've seen him do it before in Miami. We've seen him do it in Arizona. Like he can take over that role. Even in last year, you know, he was banged up quite a bit, missed a lot of time, still had, you know, a pretty good pass catching role, 30 receptions on 40 targets, about 300 yards and a touchdown. Like if you extrapolate that and, you know, you see a snap increase out of him there, like he he's, he's the handcuff to have there and, and if like skyler said if you can get him on a throw as a throw-in for a deal which you probably right. can get him just about anywhere for free yeah you might as well like that's the kind of guy i want to stash deep on a roster i don't need a fifth string wide receiver i'd rather have a backup running back who may have a, a big role if something you know happens to fall their way right all right moving on to player two miles sanders now He's missed nine games over the last two years. He started out strong as a rookie, but like I said, you know he's starting to struggle now in these last couple of years. He struggled as a receiver in 2020. Last year, he had no touchdowns, and he was basically removed from any of the packages in the red zone. They almost essentially just moved away from him completely once they got into that area of the field. Skyler, what are we thinking with, with Miles Sanders here? Um, long term, I'm pretty concerned with Miles Sanders. I just, I'm not sure at this point if the team will look to extend him or if they, I'm not convinced that they won't draft another running back or maybe continue to utilize, uh, Kenny, Kenny Gainwell and Boston Scott. 
like they were at the end of last year. Um, you know, there's not really much of a market too. I have a Miles Sanders share or two, and I'm struggling to move him for a price I would want. He kind of falls in that um, wouldn't pay a first, wouldn't move him for a second kind of space. And for mm-hmm. that reason, he's, he's probably just a hold unless if somebody's willing to get me give me a wide receiver three for him or a, a late first. Uh, so he's he's a tough player to handle in Dynasty right now. He's probably just an avoid kind of player in your startups, again, unless if he falls, um, you know, kind of around that round 10 to 12 kind of range in your startup and you went wide receiver heavy early. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I think it's a clear hold if, if you have him. Uh, like you said, I, I still think there's some talent there, but it hasn't really shown on the field the last couple of years and Philly seems to be moving away from him at least a little bit. Jake, what are you thinking? Yeah, I'm in very much the same spot as you guys. Like he's just not going to return the value that you probably invested in him if you did a startup over the last couple of years. Um, and obviously we don't want to like focus too much on sunk costs, but, but that's part of it too, right? Like there, there's guys like him that I'd almost rather just let die on my roster and get any last bit that I can out of him than flip him for like, a late second or a third, especially in a class like this. Like you said, the talent's still there. Like he, he averaged five and a half yards a carry last year, was third in the NFL in true yards per carry, like a, a, a fifth in breakout run rate. Like he he's getting chunk yards when he can, and he, he's a pretty proficient rusher. It's just a matter of like the team doesn't seem to think the same thing that the stats really say. And that's the reason why we see, you know, guys like Boston Scott, Jordan Howard, Kenny Gainwell, like on the roster in the first place and having a role. I just think, you know, you're never going to get what he's worth to you as a manager. Uh, and I, I don't even think like I'd want to like pair him with a second to try and move up into the first. Like I'd rather just hold my early second and, and, and Sanders and just see what happens. Well, all three of the backs that you mentioned are um, better in the red zone than Miles yeah. Sanders. Like at the end of the day, they don't use him in a passing role. And when you get to the red zone, I've been waiting and waiting on Sanders. And I think he's a very talented running back between the 20s. But every time they use him in the red zone, it's nothing. Yep. Like all three of those backs yep. are just better red zone backs. So I, I don't see that coming together for Miles Sanders, especially at this point from what we've seen. Yeah, he's basically good for like a couple red zone touches per week, maybe. You yeah, know, there's hopefully. A, there, there's a few <laughs> goose eggs in there, a few ones. But yeah, and the pass catching thing is so weird to me because he was a guy who never caught passes really in college. Yet he gets to his first year in the pros, catches 50 passes, and then just completely looks great gets, doing it too. Yeah, and then just gets completely removed from the pass catching game. So clearly, there's a disconnect between what Miles Sanders is as a player and what the coaching staff views him as as a player. He can get you 12 for 80 and one catch for 10, and still not get. You, and that's like a good game. You're watching the game. You're like, he looked good. He played well, and he still doesn't get you 10 fantasy points. Yeah. Yeah. Now let's say beginning of the year, first couple weeks, uh, he runs. 100 yards and a touchdown two weeks in a row. What are you trying to get? Like, what's what's the price you're willing to move at? 22 first. Setting it to every manager. Yeah, probably. (laughs) I would love to get that. I would probably settle for, like, I would try and project the, the, the picks out as much as possible. See a team that, like, maybe starts the season, like, 2 and 0 but overall, like you could tell they just got like lucky matchups. It's a non-median league, uh, you know, maybe try and pull like a, their second, you know, knowing that you're going to try and secure that like 201 through 204 range. That's obviously like a lot of risk involved with doing that. <laughs> but I think that's like what if, if he starts the season that well, he should be able to get at least that. All right. Last player of the day. 
Clyde Edwards Hilaire, former first round pick <clears throat> from the Chiefs, but I think all of us agree that he should not have been a first round pick. He's maybe the fifth best running back in that class. But he oh, he's had some moments in the NFL. He's a few weeks where he's a solid option, but truly has lacked that real ceiling that we wanted out of him because they stopped using him in, in, in the red zone, especially on the goal line after he had troubles there. And then they moved away from him in the passing game as well. Now Ronald Jones comes to town, though I actually think the Ronald Jones signing is somewhat of a good thing if that's where they leave it. If it's only Ronald Jones in town, I think that could be actually good for CH because he's probably the receiving back at least in the offense, which he really hasn't been yet. What do we think, Jake? Yeah, uh, again, I think he's a hold. Like, you're never going to get the value for him. I don't think he's ever going to, like, have enough of a role that he's going to be worth buying. Like, if you can send a third for him and pull him on your roster, sure. Again, one of those things where, like, if a couple injuries goes his way, it's crazy that the man was, like, listed as the starter as much as he was, and we have to wait, hope the guys behind him get injured for him to improve. As a performer, <laughs> but I also wouldn't be shocked to see the Chiefs add to the running back room in this class. I think Ronald Jones is a better runner than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Maybe Ceh is probably the the better of the two. I shouldn't say maybe he's the better of the two as a pass catching back. Like it's a, it's a low bar though. Yeah, exactly. It's like <laughs> you. It's not hard to catch passes better than Ronald Jones has at this point. Like you were saying, like nowhere near the best running back in his class yet he was drafted like it um uh, it's just a talent that i i'm personally avoiding at all cost so he's just kind of in that nowhere zone for me but if you have him just hold him uh, same kind of thing with miles sanders like hope he has a couple good games and just flip for max potential value yeah if you've ever followed me on twitter for any amount of time you know that i'm a never ceh guy <laughs> so <laughs> i'm never i'm not in the position to hold i'm not in the position to sell i'm not really buying Skyler, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, if you have him, as Jake said, you're really not going to get anything for him. This is this is Miles Sanders, but you remove the talent. Um, he might catch a couple more passes. We hope. I mean, he's never really shown us that. We're still projecting, um, but outside of that, there's just really not much for him. You, you're hoping you're hoping for RB three numbers if he's on your roster. And that's just not really worth much at all in in fantasy. I mean, you can you can get an RB two three numbers on the cheap at almost any time. Now, for these last three these running backs that we talked about, you know, I personally have them in order of my rankings: Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, and then Ceh Skyler. Where do you land there for these three? Exact same. Exact same. Jake, what about you? Yep, I'm in the same boat as, as both of you. I think that's the the clear order for me. You know, Jacobs has <clears throat> Jacobs is going to get the volume as a rusher. Sanders, if he gets the pass catching work, should be above Ceh. Even if he doesn't get a ton of pass catching work, it's still going to be better than whatever Clyde edwards helaire gives you. Like, yeah, it's it's ugly. All right, now I'm going to throw a couple names out, and we can see who everyone likes better. So, Jake, Michael Carter with these three. What do you think? I'd, I'd probably prefer Jacobs over Carter, and I'd probably prefer Carter over Sanders or CEH at this point. Skyler? Yeah, I'm taking Michael Carter over uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire pretty comfortably just because I think his pass-catching role is more secure. Uh, he's about equal to Miles Sanders for me. 
Um, I'll probably take Sanders right now because I am definitely worried that the Jets bring in a running back in the draft. Uh, they have a lot of good picks that we've talked about in the past that I think will go towards a running back, uh, which will take some of the early down work away from Carter. But that'll probably leave him about equal to Sanders, but I'll sell you Edge Sanders. And then Jacobs is well ahead of both of them. That's that's where I'm at, too, the same kind of line of thinking as you, Skyler, for, for Sanders and Carter. It's like I'm kind of paying attention to the draft to see where I'm going to end up with those two because I have them back-to-back Sanders ahead currently because I definitely think the Jets are going to add somebody I don't know if Philly does, but we'll see after the draft. Uh, throw another name out there. What about Kareem Hunt, Skyler? Um, I have Kareem Hunt right next to Sanders and Carter, so I'm going to say the exact same thing. Uh, as I said for Carter for Hunt, the only difference is I'm not waiting for the draft. I know Hunt is in that same spot, so it's it's really a coin toss between Sanders and Hunt. They're they're neck and neck. And personal preference. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, I'm torn. Like I think I'd rather roster Kareem Hunt in 2022 than Josh Jacobs, but looking at it from a dynasty perspective, I think Jacobs can hold his value a little bit longer. You know, Mm -hmm. Kareem Hunt's getting up there. He's one injury away from being a, you know, just completely forgotten. And I'm just worried with him. Like you'll never get a chance to return some of the value if you roster him at this point. Um, So he's probably, he's behind Jacobs ahead of the other two, but it's, it's very, very, very close with him and Jacobs for me. All right. Last name I'm going to throw out for these James Connor. Jake, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I'd rather have James Conner over Josh Jacobs, and that that was yeah. a, that was a take I had going into last year too. Like I've just I've always liked oh, what man, James Conner can train. do. Yeah, I I luckily I had a lot of James Conner last year, and, and a lot of that was just because I you could see the talent was there in Pittsburgh. You know whether that was injuries or scheme holding him back, however you want to you know put that into picture. But even when. Uh, Chase Edmonds was healthy last year. There were still times where James Conner was outproducing him. So once, you know, Edmonds goes down, Conner got the clear role there. Like he finishes RB six overall. Like there's a reason for that. The man was just scoring touchdowns. Like it was his job, but nothing seemed fluky about it. Like he was just in good positions. That offense was proficient and was getting him into good spots to score. It's not like he had a lot of breakaway runs or anything like that. That was, that was, you know, bumping his performance up, you know, and I, can, he's they're paying him like he's the running back one there and even if they add somebody they'll add like a Kyron Williams Tyler Beatty type and I don't think he impacts the overall performance too much yeah I mean his touchdown percentage was obviously a little bit bloated last year but also that's the way that team operates we saw Kenyon Drake get double digit touchdowns in that same role right so you know I I, I had the revelation just a couple weeks ago of having James Conner above Josh Jacobs and I got some flack for it on Twitter but it's good to have someone on my side Skylar what do you think yeah we actually had quite the lengthy discussion about this on the Mm -hmm. JWB discord um, where we broke down between these two and really if you look at it in terms of startup price Josh Jacobs goes pretty regularly in round six seven and then you have the four nets and Connors go around like eight nine and I like James Conner line of Fournette better than Josh Jacobs straight up for 2022. So mm-hmm. if I'm going to take them over him at that price point, right, I'm either going to pass on Josh Jacobs every single time for um, wide receivers, and then I'm going to just take Fournette and Connor a round or two later, or I'm going to, if I own Josh Jacobs, offer him to the 
owner of Fortnite and Connor and trying to get plus on top of it. Because in most leagues, the market prefers Jacobs. And if it's even a question or you have them in the same tier, if you can make a parallel move for grab plus on top of it, that's just a plus EV play. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's got to be like the startup strategy right now, right? Is you go wide receivers early and then you just grab Leonard Fournette and James Conner in like round seven and eight and off you go. Yeah, it's a great one-year compete. And if you if something happens and you're not competing by week six or seven, you can flip them for a first and you just stack up some 23 picks and move forward. There you go. All right. This was a good one. Jakey, thanks for coming on. Appreciate you doing this. Before we go, is there anything you'd like to uh, plug? Yeah, make sure you guys check out my podcast, Two Average Husbands, more of just a lifestyle for fun podcast where we hang out and have drinks. You can find that on all social medias is Two Average Husbands, the number two AVG Husbands. Um, and then make sure you follow all of my content on at JWB Fantasy Football. Make sure you check <laughs> out our website and see my articles as they come through. And I also just have a little podcast with my friend that doesn't have a name yet, but you can find that on my Twitter, which is at Perry underscore FF. Thanks for having me again, guys. Of course. As for us, you can find Skylar on Twitter at VFFBuffalo. You can find me at YB underscore FF. As Skylar mentioned, we have a Discord out now. We'd love to continue to grow the community. We have a lot of great discussion going on in there. Make sure to check out our Twitter at JWB underscore FF. You can find the link there. You can also find all of our content at JWBFantasyFootball.com. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow everywhere. We'll see you next time. 